This is the Fantasy Road Show. <laughs> Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Fantasy Road Show. As always, we are your hosts. My name is Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at Fantasy underscore Trucker. And I'm accompanied by Mike Coles. You can find him on Twitter at Coles underscore Sports. Mike, how the hell are you today? I am good. It's uh, pretty toasty here in Austin, Texas. Um, it's like 101 two maybe uh but i love 100 over 100 um i love the heat so i'm all good uh feels like 108 it's uh 101 feels like 108 that is brutal yeah so indoors um but enjoying it and how are you where are you at where's the where's the trucker at tell the people the fantasy trucker is in boston massachusetts I'm over here by the house. You're in Boston? You're in Boston? You're in Southie? Southie, yeah. I'm on the south side of Boston right now in the truck, as you can see. A little quick uh, little little horn here. Um, But, yeah, man, I'm I'm on the road. I got a delivery tomorrow morning in Boston. I I found a nice little spot to camp out. And, um, you know, I I went inside. I was talking to a couple of locals, and I was like, hey, you know, I'm from Chicago. Never been to Boston before. And I want to get some I want to get some lobster while I'm in Boston. Where the hell do I go? And they told me one place, Luke's Lobster. Luke's right, Lobster. Luke's Lobster Nava? right right down the street. You get you a lobster, Nava? you get a lobster roll. So what I got here, I'm going to show the camera here. Looks delicious. I can't wait. This right here is Luke's Trio. Oh man, I'm so jealous. That right oh, there, some shrimp, is some a, lobster, and some crab. Absolutely, it's the Luke's trio. You got a lobster yeah, roll, you got a crab roll, and you got a shrimp roll. Yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a live yeah. review on the pod. You give us a one bite review of each. Oh, one bite. Everybody knows the rules. And uh, if you're listening on the podcast form, make sure you check out YouTube.com/sportsethos. I'm gonna start with the crab. I'm gonna end with the lobster. The lobster. Wow. Now, I'm not normally a seafood kind of guy, but I do enjoy some seafood. And this right here, that crab, some of the best crab I've ever had. They got the seasoning on it. It's called Luke's Signature Seasoning. Got a little zestiness to it. A little a spicy honey butter with the with the with the roll. It's delicious. Yeah, that looks incredible. The shrimp roll is next. Shrimp. Caught in the haver. Wow. That crab roll was good, but that shrimp roll is on another level. Oh, it's big, juicy shrimp. No, little, little tiny little baby shrimps. Baby shrimp. Little, little baby shrimps. Oh, little baby shrimps. Yeah, but the same seasoning, same butter. Very similar sandwiches here between the lobster, the crab, and the, and the, and the shrimp. But yeah. You get a nice little consistency of each. Uh, you know, the crab is real fine and shredded. Lobsters, chunks, and little tiny shrimps. And these are my favorite kind of shrimps. Why like is the shrimp better? Why is the shrimp better? Well, it, it, it's just a better flavor for me. I don't know. I'm not sure why. 
Um, but the consistency is different too. So you got the little, the little tiny shrimps for some reason. I'm not a big fan like, of the big shrimps, the big jumbo you don't shrimps. Like the jumbos? No, oh, I'm not a big fan of the jumbo shrimps. I like the little tiny little shrimps. I don't know yeah, why. Whatever. It's just, just me. They even started calling me Boston George. <laughs> and without further ado, I'm going to dive into the lobster roll, the main event. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Every single one of these is just delicious. That lobster is the best, though. <laughs> I it just it just is, man. It's this lobster, this lobster. I you know, I don't know what it is. Maybe we just don't get good lobster in Chicago, or maybe this is just fresh caught lobster from the harbor. The harbor. The harbor. The fucking, the fucking harbor, dude. Yeah. Um. Wow. That is just Luke's lobster. If you're ever in Boston, got to check it out. Get the Luke's Trio. I did get a little sight of some clam chowder over here. and some, some chowder? You got some fucking chowder, dude? Fucking chowder. And I got, oh, I love it. I got some uh, lobster bisque as well. So oh, I'm going to save those. I'm not really diving in right now. Um, but those, uh, I'm, I may do a little a little review of, of some, some nice Boston some soups. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. I'm going to I'm going to continue eating here and then uh, we will be diving in. Mike, what are we talking about today? What's this? Yeah, we're going to talk dynasty rankings. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know that there's going to be any Patriots in this episode. Um, <laughs> Hopkins has not yet signed. And, uh, you know, that's probably their only shot of having someone in the top. 20 probably top 30 maybe top 40 i don't know i, I gotta gotta, <laughs> gotta take a look gotta take a look at the rankings how but, low uh, you got juju jesus come on i don't have, i got juju at 45 Ooh, uh i think i'm a little higher oh, that's redraft that's oh, redraft that's okay. redraft yeah um, we have been doing a lot of uh best ball drafts lately so we're, we're dialing in our redraft rankings those yeah. are you know the future episodes yeah, will be coming out in a couple of weeks here yeah, getting them dialed. I got Juju all the way down at 53. He's fucking oh. washed. Wow. He's washed. Wow. Um, all right, we'll eat and we'll get back into it. Yeah, absolutely. Buckle up. Buckle up, baby. We're for live from the Haba. Man, that food was good. <laughs> Delicious. All right, so anyway, we're getting into the Dynasty wide receiver rankings today. Talking 11 through 20 in that range. Yep. All right. So in that range, Mike, we talked about all the way down to about Devonta Smith, Tyreek Hill. That was the range where we left off at. We talked about Stefan Diggs. My 11 through 15 right here is Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, T. Higgins, D.K. Metcalf, and Drake London. You're 11 through 15. You want to go ahead and spit them off? Yeah, I got Diggs, London, Cup, Devonta Adams, DK Metcalf. Okay, so we got some similarities there. I, I believe you have Devonta Adams in your top 15. I do not. Um, you got Drake London a little bit higher as you're higher on. Um, but the first guy I'm going to talk about is my little Koopa Cup. And I apologize ahead of time if I have a little Boston accent as I'm talking through this episode. I am in Boston, so I see fitting. Now, 
Cooper they, Cup. They even started calling me Boston George. <laughs> I don't think I can get enough of that, Mike. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. So anyway, we're we're gonna dive in. We're gonna stop fucking around too much. All right. 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 Now. All right. So anyway, we're talking Cooper Cup. Now in in dynasty rankings, I just want to make a little preface here. There's different strategies in dynasty rankings, okay? You're trying to win now. You build for the future. Whatever your strategy is, is the approach you should take when considering ranking players. Cooper Cup is a target for people trying to win now. The guy's 30 years old, although he does have four years left on his contract, okay? So there's some stability there. Yeah, so I want to jump in. Uh, so I don't, I disagree in that the rankings are the rankings, but how you're going to draft or value players based on those rankings changes, right? Like, depending on what team you're looking at, as you said, there may be win now players that you, you know, put ahead of a Cooper Cup, put Cooper Cup ahead of Drake London. So, for example, like, that's a great example. Yeah. So for example, like Drake London is my 12 is my, uh, you know, 12 overall dynasty ranked wide receiver. And I have Cooper cup at 13 Devonta Adams at 14. But if I was drafting, you know, I had Henry, Derek Henry, I had Travis Kelsey. I had guys like that on my team. Um, and I was going to try to ride them to a championship instead of, you know, sell to a contender. Then I'm going to look at a cup or a Devonte, um, you know, higher on, you're gonna bump specific them. league, yeah. yeah but you're bump them up. Rankings are the rankings. Yeah, period, I'm, yes, of know? course. Yes, I yeah. see what you're saying. We have a general. I just wanted rankings. to clarify. Yeah, just to clarify that for the listeners, like, I think that's important to note. But um, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, go on with Co- Cooper Cup. That's your boy. It's always been your boy. You were on him early on, maybe even his rookie year, or I, you know, it, I think it, it was it was his rookie year actually. I can't remember exactly what year that was, but I, I ended up scooping him up off the waiver wire halfway through the season. I'm like, oh, this guy's getting some targets. He's he's being active in the offense. You know, let me let me take a chance on this guy. And man, yeah. that was one of the best best things I could have done. I, he he helped me win a lot of games in fantasy football lot of games but um yeah. but you know it's it's no secret how good cooper cup is I, I don't need to be dropping a bunch of stats that that show you how good he is but you know last year his season got cut short with a high ankle sprain about mid-november and we all saw what what he did in 2021 191 targets 16 touchdowns almost 2,000 yards he was like 60 53 yards short of a 2,000 yard season um but you know this offense we don't project to be that good, obviously, right? Um, you know, Matthew Stafford's aging. Who knows if he can get through the whole season? But he should be hyper-targeted on that team. I don't see anybody really competing for targets over there. He's going to, you know, he's going to be in the upper echelon. And if he's got four years left on his contract, you know, we'll see how he comes back off the high ankle sprain. I don't know, Mike, how do you feel about him? Yeah, I think between him and Stafford um, showing that they're healthy and um, kind of regain some of that Super Bowl magic, really, the, since they've been Rams together, um, they need to kind of do it together. So, um, yeah, I think that's the risk there. But he's still – you would one would think he is still the playmaker that he always has been. 
Um, it's a little concerning that, you know, Higby is probably their most stable number two option. I mean, Van Jefferson, I think is going to be the, the guy who was supposed to be last year, maybe, but yeah, I mean, Cooper cup is a ball hawk and he should be doing the same this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now in, in the 12 spot, I have Cooper cup, you have Drake London. I know you just mentioned about him before, you know, Drake London is one of the youngest wide receivers. I mean, what's what's your gauge on it? how how high on Drake London are you this year and moving forward in Dynasty? Yeah, I'm really high on London um, and the Falcons really as a whole, especially from a fantasy perspective. But I think the Falcons have a good shot to win the division this year. Um, Drake London is an outstanding talent. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, he's to me, he's in that. George Pickens, he's another guy I'm pretty high on. I have him at 19. We'll talk about him later. But in terms of just pure athleticism from the wide receiver position, I mean, you have those two. You have Garrett Wilson, and they're all in my mind. Garrett Wilson may be a little bit more athletic than the other two, but I'd say 1A, 1A, and then those two are 1B in terms of like long catch radius is insane, going up and getting the ball against anyone else um so yeah i mean london is gonna let me pull up his stats right now i mean his rookie year he was targeted 117 times caught 72 balls 866 uh, and four touchdowns yeah and with you know mariota at quarterback um a little bit of ritter who is not good um yeah he he finished well he finished at 31 last year so, yeah. you know, um, I, what I want to highlight is his, his final five games where he played with Ritter because that's the situation he's moving into now and into the future. We'll see. But uh, with Ritter, over the last final five games, he averaged 6.2 receptions for 85.6 yards. So that's yeah. that's intriguing there. Um, he had a massive target share last year at 29.3. Like that is – you don't see that very often. That's like Deontay, uh, Deont- I'm sorry, Devontae Adams and um, DeAndre Hopkins level of target share. Um, but, you know, Arthur Smith the, in that Atlanta offense is a run first offense. You know, they showed that last year. But I still think even though they have drafted Bijan, they're still going to be utilizing Drake London and Kyle Pitts in the passing game. And I, I see them having a good year. Definitely. Yeah, I like London long term. I love him. Um, I think they're going to have to figure out, you know, who that is going to be at quarterback. Um, if it doesn't work out with Ritter, it very well could be one of those situations where they win a couple games. So Ritter's not playing well. Yeah. And they look to certainly they have Heineke, but they look to potentially make a move and grab a, you know, is Trey Lance available? Is Ryan Tannehill available if, you know, Levis or. Uh, who knows? I mean, they're not going to move on from Tannehill. I was thinking that was a potentially an option, but like, yeah, Levis is not, he's not going to be ready. And they're already saying that Malik Willis is outplaying <laughs> him in camp. So, like, that's, a, that's, Tan, that's Tannehill's team. I mean, um, but yeah. you know, like maybe a Trey Lance or a Brock Purdy, the, the, they're going to they're gonna try to figure something out quickly if they're contending and Ritter's not playing well. But hopefully, Ritter makes the jump, man. He has all the tools. Um, he is an athletic guy, it seems like, but you know, certainly hasn't seemed to uh, produce yet or 
a full off season with his with all his guys that can go a long way. So we'll see. Yeah, you know, I did want to highlight. Uh, you want us to you want to target second year receivers. They usually great receivers usually break out in their second year, and Drake London is a breakout candidate. So keep him on your radar and expect a big season and, you know, him to catapult himself into the upper tier. Yep. Yep. Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, let's pivot over to the Cincinnati Bengals. Number two receiver T Higgins. I have T Higgins yeah. at um, 13. You have him down at 15. Yep. Okay. Now, I mean, T Higgins to be part of that Bengals offense is just exciting to have a piece in that offense whether it be Jamar Chase or T. Higgins, you you just got to feel great about your team if you have them on there. Um, T. Higgins yeah, for is young. The future. Yeah, absolutely for the future. Um, T. Higgins is 24 years old. He's awaiting a new contract, but you know everything we've heard from the Bengals team, they're they're going to sign him, right? I mean, do you expect so, right, Mike? Yes, Higgins is going to get signed. Um, it's going to be. Uh, I mean, it's going to be Burrow, Chase, and Higgins long term. Yeah, absolutely. He finished as um, the wide receiver 18 last year. I could see him getting in the top 15 this year. Um, he has serious injury upside, man. If any, if anything happens to Jamar Chase, you know whether it be small or big, T. Higgins immediately becomes a top 10 guy. Um, you know his first three seasons, at least 100 targets, 900 yards, and six touchdowns, and each of his first three seasons, like that's consistency. That's you know that's just great production. So um, he's in he's in that little pocket of elite number two wide receivers on the team with him, Devontae Smith, um, and Jalen Waddle. So I, I feel like they they are definitely in competition for being a top top twelve guy every season that they play. Yeah, I don't have much else to say about Higgins other than that he's with you know one of the best quarterbacks. He's going to work his way into being one of the best of all time. He's generational quarterback. So um, he's going to be with that, you know, with Burrow and Chase long term. And because of that, he's going to be in the mix every single year. So from a dynasty standpoint um, and just getting a surefire guy for the next, I don't know, five to seven years. Yeah, um, that's what Higgins is. And there's a ton of value there um, just having that stability. So, yeah, that's why I have him at 15. Okay. Hey, what's your gauge on Devontae Adams now? I mean, he guy's getting pretty old, isn't he? Uh, I mean, he's 30, and he has been a top five wide receiver for the past four out of the last five seasons. Top three, uh, no? Top three for, yeah, top three for four out of the last five seasons, and he was, only, he was injured um, the one season that he uh, did not reach that uh that top three so i mean yeah i just like he's shown to be quarterback proof he's shown to perform you know i mean when i say shown to be quarterback proof that's just last year like uh you know Derek carr and how bad that raiders team was oh yeah Um, but he still balled out and was top three wide receiver i just think he's so talented and um you know that's kind of why I have him there at fourteen. Is is uh, he's an elite level receiver until he stops being elite, and well, I'm comfortable to say the next two years, you know, he's going to be at a high level. So, 
I think it could be more than that. He's under contract yeah, for the I mean. he's under contract for the next four seasons. Like I feel like I have him ranked too low. I feel like I need to move him up in my dynasty rankings if he's gonna be around for another four more seasons. Like the guy's just a perennial top tier guy. You know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, that's why I have him up there, and you know, I may even be too low on him. It really just depends on how many seasons you get out of him at a high level. Yeah, um, if he's top five again this year and say, trending in the same direction next year, it's like, uh, yeah. How you know, do you, you know? I I feel like he should be ranked somewhere near ten, uh, you know, at least. But um, he, what was it last year? His second highest touchdown total of his career was last year. Like yeah. he's still being involved in the red zone. Um, did you hear about his? Did you hear about he like he, he was in the news in this early in this offseason? Do you remember that? No, I don't. I don't recall what it was. He um he it was something about him not liking the scheme. Like he came out and said, um, I, "I'm not going." He said, "I'm going to have to buy into this and try to be as optimistic as possible. It's not what I expected to happen, but it's something that's the reality now." So the 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 media just kind of ran with that, and they're like, "Oh, Devonte Adams is is unhappy. Uh, you know, he really wanted Derek Carr to be the quarterback, and now he's out." And when Devonte was then later on at another press conference talked about it, he's like, "Look, if you guys are just going to analyze every word that I say, like," and he said in quotes, "If you're that bored, go play Monopoly or some shit." He's... I love that. I didn't know he said that. That's a great quote. That is a great quote. That makes you know? me like him more. Yeah. yeah, man. He's just like, you know, I, I, I just don't think he's used to being like um, front and center with uh, with the media because of how much stability he's had over his career with Aaron Rodgers, you know. So now that there's some sort of adversity with Las Vegas, you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens yeah. with Garoppolo. I, I'm not sure. I mean, where? how do you see that whole situation working out? You think Garoppolo is going to be his guy all season? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I do. I think he's good. At, I think he's always proven to be good enough to keep a starting job until, you know, that team gets to that Super Bowl level and just can't really make that jump, but. Yeah, um, he's he's good enough to, you know, win you games. And that's kind of what they're looking for in Vegas. People are going to come watch him regardless. Yeah. Um, all right, Mike, I want to bring up something I'm noticing on your rankings. OK, I need to know what's going on here. You have DK Metcalf at 16 and Jackson Smith and Jigba at 17. What's what's going on there? What's your what's your thought process? I mean, like they could be in that conversation of two top 10 wide receivers if they had a better quarterback situation okay. you know i'm okay. not you, you know i do not like gino but like dk oh, you, is a physical you hate, freak you hate gino i just want to be clear about that it's not that you don't yeah, like he's gino. Trash. You hate he's gino. not good yeah he's horrible yeah um but dk is physically just you know he's a physical anomaly he's a freak and then yes he is um jsn you know he's same thing like he's been hyped up all you're hearing about in camp is that he plays like he he looks like a veteran out there um and he seems to be a perfect complement to dk um it's just they don't have a quarterback so you know i like both of them a lot i put dk a little bit higher just because of his physical ability to dominate anyone on the field yeah but um i don't know i mean We'll see what that ranking looks like going into next year, but 
I'm hesitant to put them any higher and I would only put them lower than where I have them um, currently, currently based on their quarterback. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, I don't think Gino lasts another season. Um, And then it's like, do you think he loses the job this year or do you think he finishes out the season as the quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks? I don't think they have another option. So, yeah. I mean, well, who's, who is it? Just Drew Locke still behind him? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, they don't have a long term option. It's not like they have someone sitting there nipping at his heels. If they yeah. did, he would not last this whole season. But because they don't, the Seahawks may just be like, meh, well, we'll figure it out now. I mean, uh, yeah. They're, they have all the weapons in the world in offense, but they just don't have the guy there to do anything with it. He's trash. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah that's, in, that's... in my initial rankings, I have DK higher. I got him at 14, but I have JSN down at 22, and I, I just I'm I'm going to be moving him up my rankings here. Um, I just you know what my initial thoughts are with the with the subpar quarterback play and how many mouths to feed over there now with Lockett. Lockett's still going to be heavily involved. DK Metcalf is still going to be heavily involved. Like. I, you know, I don't know. JSN just seems like he's going to be that slot guy for them. He's only going to play during three wide receiver sets. You know, I, I mean, it's intriguing what he did in college, obviously. Uh, you know, and, and the fact that Garrett Wilson came out and said that JSN was better than him and Alave when they were all together in that wide receiver room with in Ohio State. Like, and, and both Wilson and Alave both got a, a thousand yards their rookie season. So yeah, if he's as good as they say he is, there's no fucking shot that he only plays in three wide receiver sets. Like, and I, gonna, I agree with you. They're going to use him as much as they can. He's going to be one of their best weapons on offense. So now, let me ask. I you don't this. buy that. I don't buy that for a second. Let me ask you this: Since Wilson and Olave both got a thousand yards their rookie year, do you think Jason follows suit and reaches a thousand yard mark this season? Like, I want to say yes, but I just truly think Gino is dog shit. So, um, okay. So, Gino's the maybe, only thing holding you back. Well, like, maybe he might still get it. I don't know. Like, if Gino just goes out there and slings it, regardless of how many interceptions he has, like, if Gino tries to sling the ball, he's going to lead the NFL in interceptions. I'll come out there and that will be my prediction. If he plays all season long and he tries to throw the ball like an NFL quarterback, yeah. he will lead the NFL in interceptions. Oh, all right. Well, there it is. We'll, we'll put it on the ticker. Put it on the ticker. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. I mean, that it, it makes sense. I understand where you're coming from on that. I just think, uh, you know, DK is a little bit more established. We've seen it before. That's why I have him ranked a little bit higher. But. Like I said, I'll, I think I'll be adjusting that. So um, the next guy we want to talk about here is uh, Christian Watson. You got Christian Watson down at 18. I am looking for Christian Watson on my rankings here, and I don't see – oh, I'm sorry. I'm right below you, 19. So we have him kind of back-to-back here in the bottom tier of what we're talking about in this group. Um, I mean – I don't know. This this Packers offense is really hard to gauge what it's going to look like this year. I just think they're going to be running the ball a lot. And Watson, he he should be the number one target, right? But it does. It just seems like Dobbs is getting all the offseason hype. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I think Watson should be the guy. He should be their number one. Should be, um, yeah. I think he is and will be, I should say. Okay. Um, 
physically he's the best player in on that you know in that wide receiver room um you know he he struggled a little bit with the drops last season mm-hmm. um as long as he cleans those up i mean he should have a good year i do think jordan loves a good quarterback and is going to uh surprise some people this year so yeah, I have Christian Watson at 18. I think that he has a pretty bright future to grow with a quarterback and kind of have the same situation as, uh, you know, not the same situation as the Bengals with Burrow and Chase, but yeah, he can grow with a young quarterback and they can kind of team up for the foreseeable future, which to me is some of the most value you can have as a wide receiver. Um, so, yeah. you know, Christian Watson had probably the best stretch of remember do you remember yeah. last season it was like it was four four weeks he scored all seven of his touchdowns in four weeks like that yeah. was all of his touchdowns for the whole season was in those four weeks and all four of those games he finished as a top 10 wide receiver so i feel like that little glimpse he showed you what he's capable of and yeah i mean that's just it's pure upside to me that's you know from where yeah, he's being he drafted just, yeah you just want to see more catches like can he handle getting you know, seven, eight catches a game or, yeah. you know, more than four, which is kind of was his consistent number last year. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Um, there's a lot to, there's a lot to play out still in that offense. And I certainly think Dobbs um, from a redraft standpoint of where they're both going, he's the better value because he's going so late yeah you heard a lot about Jaden reed early on but then that kind of cooled off when dobbs got some uh got a lot of you know his his name in the conversation so i don't know watson's still the number one guy for me there i think the packers um you know are going to be able to support a couple fantasy relevant wide receivers um yeah. this season so uh, yeah, I think that's probably going to be Watson and Dobbs. I hope it's Jaden Reed because I do uh, like him and think that you know Michigan State's known for having some good, uh, some good wide receivers. Um, we'll see, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, well, moving on, I want to talk about someone that you're much higher on than I am, and honestly, probably another person I will be moving up in my rankings. He's a dog. <laughs> yeah, it's George Pickens, right? I mean, yeah, do you do you remember up. do you remember that video when he got drafted? <laughs> One of the coolest videos uh, of people being drafted, where he's just staring at the TV. <laughs> no, I don't know that I saw it. You never I saw that? that. You you need you need to watch it. He's like he has one of those ski masks on that people wear nowadays with the circle around the face. And then he's just standing there looking at the TV. He gets drafted. Everybody in the room goes nuts and he just stays still. And he's just like stoic. Like he it's, it's that's awesome. It's yeah. Cool. I like, I he's, I love Pickens. He like, I'm you're saying I'm high on him. I am very high on him. I think he's from a talent level, you know, top tier, uh, in the yeah. NFL already, um, from just straight talent. And, um, Pickett, I do think, is going to be the franchise quarterback. So, you know, that offense was brutal last year. I think they take oh a big God. step this year. Um, and I think Pickett can throw the ball, and he has a lot of chemistry with uh, with Pickens. So I think there's going to be a huge step forward for him this year. Yeah. Uh, and then long term, I think he's, you know, I have him at 19. He's a top 20 guy for me. Hopefully um, throughout the season I push him up even further here as some of these older guys kind of die off a little bit. But, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Yeah, you know, very Jordan, high on Pickens. Jordan, he, he had that he had that Odell it, that Odell like catch last year to, just to show you oh, how yeah. you know that was a how his hands catch. are. Yeah, yeah he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a red red zone threat, highlight highlight reel, you know, every game type of player. So I'm super excited. Yeah, for him. he has all the tools, man. He has elite athleticism. He has opportunity in that offense, and he has extreme talent. Like, yep, any everything you can ask for. Second year, second year wideout. He came out breakout and said, like, candidate. He, you know, yeah, he, he said he, he's going to be a Pro Bowler this year. I mean, would you uh, would you so. be surprised? Would you be surprised if say everything goes perfect for the Steelers this year? Would you be surprised if we're talking about George Pickens in the conversation at at the same point we're talking Garrett Wilson next year? Like, do you think he can reach? Is that his ceiling? Like, is that is he capable of that? Yeah, I mean, like, probably not, but like. Not, not yet. No, I don't want to say that. Um, no, I think all, a lot of these older guys that we've talked about need to be out of the league for him to be top 10. I mean, you need to see some regression out of Hill, Diggs, Cup, Adams. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, that's... But that's in terms of that next... Happen. Yeah, like in terms of that next wave, like... The Garrett Wilson, Alave, um, Jahan Dodson, uh, JSN, Christian Watson, like that yeah, newest guys. wave. These the newest wave of wide receivers. I think he's, you know, can be right up there. But um, it's going to take some time because Pickett has to get to that level. Like you said, if all goes perfect. So to me, that means like Pickett comes and just is a top you know, 15 quarterback, then yes. Okay. Well then think, realistically, think so, but realistically, like I think his ceiling is probably top 15. Like he finished you know, at wide receiver rate. 39 last year. Where do you see him finishing this year? Uh, I mean, let's look at my redraft. I think I have him at 28. So top 30. Okay. Um, and I think he could be all the way as high as a top 20 guy this year. Yeah, I, I could see him. He's kind of someone to me that is just going to keep improving every year. And we're going to see him slowly climb up this ladder of the rankings. And, you know, I in a long-term aspect, I do consider him capable of a top 10. But, no, you're right. A lot of those veteran guys got to be out of the league before he enters that tier. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's. I think we covered enough on on Pickens. Um, someone I'm pretty high on, and I'm, <laughs> I, it's DJ Moore. Okay, DJ Moore, the number one wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. Bear down, Bears, Stop Bears. Oh yeah, um, I have him at 17. You have him down at 20. You have him rounding out your top 20. I'm a little bit higher, and that's just pure Chicago optimism. Okay, like I I understand. I understand Justin Fields doesn't throw the ball a lot, okay? I understand the Vegas line has him at what? What We just looked it up not too long ago. Was it 2,800 or something? Yeah. You know, that's not a lot, it's not many yards. So to expect DJ Moore to be some, some kind of showstopper, I don't know how I feel about that right now. But he's going to be the number one target for Fields. I'm hoping that he sees anywhere from 7 to 10 targets a game. And I'm 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 just very hopeful that he's gonna help the Bears take that next step. 
I mean, what's your gauge on DJ Moore right now? Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge DJ Moore fan. I was the entire time he was in Carolina. Um, and he's an incredible talent. He's maybe not in the best situation again in terms of like having a pure passer quarterback throwing to him. <laughs> but if you can get him the ball, he can make a play. So I do expect Justin Fields to take a huge step forward. Yeah. Um, you know, what does the ceiling look like there? Uh, Jalen Hurts. What does, you know, what do I think he makes? I hope that he realizes some of that. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. I think he can throw the ball. So he's got to prove it this year. I think he's been working on it a lot. Um, yeah. I, I, I like more. I have him as my 20, uh, my, my wide receiver 20 uh, in Dynasty. And to be honest, like, between more and who I have at 21 and you have at 18, uh, Jerry Judy, between mm-hmm. the two of them, they could very well be in very different spots of this rankings next year. Like, oh, yeah. Judy's already been like, I think Judy's an incredible talent. And if Russell and the Broncos kind of uh, progress and knock off that disaster of a season they had last year, I think Judy has a way higher ceiling than the last three or four, maybe five guys that we talked about. Yeah. No, you're, I could easily see, I could see him ahead of more Pickens, Watson, JSN, Metcalf, even Higgins. Like I could see him as my wide receiver 15. If I knew for a fact that, uh, that Russell was going to come out and, you know, kind of make it happen this year. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. I mean, I have him down at 18 and that's just from the disaster of last year. And, you know, we'll see if they can recover from that, but no, you're absolutely right. Jerry Judy, if all goes well with Denver, this guy's going to be really, really, really good. And he's going to, he's going to deserve a top 15 uh, ranking in dynasty because he's a young receiver and he should be their number one target. I mean, we're, we're both pretty hopeful on Cortland Sutton. Hopefully he doesn't die over there, but. You know. Well, I mean, like you just have Sutton. Like Sutton's another guy who is a great possession receiver. Everyone thought of him to explode. You said that he was your Cooper Cup of the year last year. Yes, um, yes, he was. Unfortunately, any kind of hype going into last season surrounding the Broncos just I mean, I I was very high on Sutton. I was very lucky that I didn't stretch for him because I felt like people were kind of stretching around the draft time for him. And I was so lucky that I didn't grab him and Russell and then just nails on a chalkboard every Sunday as they were the worst (laughs) offense in the league. I mean, they were so bad. They were so bad. I can't imagine being an owner of them. So I I, I was, I was high on them. I wasn't as high as you on Sutton, but I was high on Sutton. And I mean, that was just such a disaster to watch that team every, every week. Um, But, but yeah, so expecting progress there you have Sutton who's a talented receiver to go opposite of Judy Marvin Mins you bring in a young guy um I'm 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 excited um to see what the Broncos do as well uh for next year but um anyways I just wanted to talk about him for a little bit too um you know I I think we can wait on um your number 20 for the start of next episode I was thinking the Um, exact same thing yeah, so this could be a good place for us to wrap up these ranks. 
Um, yeah, just yeah, to, what you say? just just to wrap it up, I was just going to kind of roll through everybody we just talked about here. Um, from eleven to twenty, I got Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, T. Higgins, D.K. Metcalf, Drake London, Devontae Adams, D.J. Moore, Jerry Judy, Christian Watson, and Jordan Addison. Yeah, and I got Stefan Diggs, Drake London, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, T. Higgins, D.K. Metcalf, J.S.N. Christian Watson, George Pickens, and DJ Moore. Yeah. Um, so that's our, you know, 11 to 20 dynasty rankings uh, live from the Haba. Uh, <laughs> we got you some lobsters this this episode. Uh, and of course, check out our Twitter at Fantasy Roadshow. You got a little taste of why we call it the Roadshow. Ryan's out there grinding, uh, putting in miles behind the windshield and, and getting to check out some cool cities. And hopefully we can you know, uh, pump out some really cool content for you guys. Uh, some good food reviews, some, uh, just, you know, cool things as he's traveling around. And, uh, if you're listening on a podcast form, make sure you check out youtube.com slash sports ethos. We have uh, YouTube videos dropping along with every episode. So come check us out. Yeah, absolutely. Sports ethos. Um, they, uh, you know, they, they're, Kind enough to let us hop on the the YouTube channel. I got what's that music? Sorry about that. That's my cell phone. I have my I have our intro as our ringtone. That's 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 what that is right there. That's beautiful. I love that. I heard it in the background. I thought you were cutting me out, but yeah, sports ethos. I'm not um, trying to you know, put you out, man. Go ahead. Um, we're we're on the sports ethos YouTube channel. Um, check out the sports ethos website. We post our uh, podcast daily on there as well spotify apple podcasts uh it's a fantasy road show baby buckle Hell up yeah. buckle up